Hey friends, this is A.E. with The Wash, episode 7. I am really happy to be here with y'all this week. Um, I really need this, this scrub-a-dub-dub, get this mess out my scalp situation that we have um, every week. So now usually I'm a little dramatic and like me saying that, you know, I need to get everything from the week out my head and you know theme of the show like it just it just works out but legit this week was just like beyond crazy um and I'm definitely gonna get to that in a minute uh yeah I just wanted to kind of start this episode by saying I am so like I just I don't even have words for the way that I feel about the type of support and the views and all the subscribers and you know I'm just so happy like I yeah I I don't even know how to describe it to you guys like I mentioned before this is something I've been working on for so long and it just it really makes my heart like swell like with like love and support and appreciation it just like my mom listened and was like oh this is good like trying to be a guest and you know, like, it, it was, it, yeah, if you know me, you know, like, that means so much to me. And then, like, to have so many of y'all have so many wonderful things to say and really be listening to what I'm saying. And I just want to thank you guys. This is, is for us to talk and grow and just, you know, we're here every week. It's us. And I'm just so happy. And I'm just going to keep going and keep going. And please, please, please just join me for a ride. Yeah. So, moving on to our FUBU facts for this week. For this, we are not going to do, like, a singular mommy in the moment because my, like, whoa, what just happened? Is this real? Is this real life? Like, it's it's one of those moments and it's a mommyhood moment it's a what the f ashley moment it's a did that really happen moment and it's what's going on jesus moment all of that in one um we're gonna get to that after our fubu facts it's like the suspense the suspense um trust me it's local um but yeah so i was looking for black facts this week this week is the week um ending on the 18th yes so this first fubu fact is from october 14th 1964 it is that dr king was awarded the nobel peace prize he was actually the youngest to do it at 35 years old he was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his nonviolent resistance to racial prejudice in America. And youngest to do it. I don't know why I didn't realize that you get a monetary award with like your Nobel Peace Prize like winning, I guess. Um and they basically gave him $54,000, $54,600 and he donated all of it to the civil rights movement. Now, in 1964, $54,000 probably is like way more like it's a lot of money to me like right now but like I can imagine you know back then it probably held more more value um back then so just the fact that he donated it all to the movement 
is wonderful. Uh, the fact that he was just honored for, you know, being a, a part of this movement and being a leader and promoting nonviolent resistance, I just, I, it really just makes me think of those uh, historians who, and that makes me think of them specifically, but it makes me think of all the accounts that you hear or may have heard about Dr. King, where they basically say that Dr. King promoted nonviolence because that's what the people needed him to do. Like they needed somebody to come in that was not promoting like a by any means necessary or a lead with power and in that type of um way that Malcolm X was doing. Um yeah, they it was kind of like Dr. King was kind of chosen to be the peaceful leader. Um and I really just just thinking about the ways that people step up and put the themselves aside for others, um, despite what he may have felt innately. I mean, and that, and that is, you know, that's not like, uh, I, I wouldn't say like everybody's like, oh, no, Dr. King wasn't really peaceful. Like for the most part, we, we know like the history, but I've heard that a few times and read that a few times. And I just think it's interesting in relation to him being awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, something else I thought Dr. King was the first, why I don't really know. Um, but I did, and he actually was not the first, the first African-American to receive a Nobel Peace Prize was Ralph Bunch and he received it in 1949 for his, he arranged a ceasefire between Israeli and the Arabics during war times, um, yeah, so that was really, that's really cool. And I was like, dang, I didn't even know. This is what I mean by like, when you see something and you just start thinking of other pieces and you just start digging and finding out more information, favorite pastime. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. That was FUBU fact number one. Number two is actually that on October 17th, 1888, the Capital Savings Bank was organized and operate well it opened in dc essentially it was the first bank to be organized and operated by african americans and although the bank only was able to stay open i believe they closed in 1903 or 1902 so less than less than five years honestly that they were functioning the impact that they made was so huge that that model that had been created and organized um, in 1888 became a huge model for a lot of banks, um, a lot of black owned and operated banks that were started in the latter years. It basically was responsible for stimulating black, the idea of this black entrepreneur. They were giving black people money for businesses and they were giving people to giving money to landowners. Um, we know everyone didn't make that initial, like, you know, we're done with land, we're done with planting, we're done with everything, we're done with growing I don't know. So the bank made it a point to give money to business owners and those who were owning their own land and property to for them to be able to support themselves as well, Um, which was great. And it literally helped to create the model for over a hundred banks and the impact of that like initial the initial first capital savings bank would be influential for the next 50 years. And like in that time, of course, they, you know, improved the model and everything that they were using. But 
That was re- and and for them not to be open in such a short time and then to have the expand like that expansion that's crazy, um and have that impact over time it's so cool, to be the first in a situation like that. Can you imagine being someone who, worked for them like not like a bank teller but like whoever came to the table with the idea of let's start in this bank and to watch the fruits of your labor although your bank didn't technically last for years and years to see your idea flourish into so many different avenues of income wealth and you know prosperity for your people that has to be extremely empowering definitely empowering um so those were fubu facts one and two for this week uh yeah the I said I was gonna skip the mommy hood moment, but mommy hood moment for next week is gonna be what I was gonna cover this week until you know life took a tumble. Um, next week we are talking about baby registries, and it's not something that every listener is gonna want to hear about. I just have one or two quick things, and it kind of is. It it kind of relates to a whole bunch of other things in your life. So we'll we'll get into that more next week. So. Any expecting mothers, trust me, yes, pay attention to next week's mommy moment. I got you, trust me. And it's not even like expert stuff, but just stuff that I learned in my trials and tribulations of baby registry making. So, yes. Now, on to the, the, I don't even know what to call it. I'm like literally at a loss of words on what to call this situation. So I'll just tell you what happened. Um, in full transparency, I created this podcast and promised that I would be extremely transparent with you all about my own ups and downs and, you know, pitfalls. And the, I don't, you know, I'm just like everybody else and I mess up and things go crazy sometimes. And yeah, so... Friday, which was the 16th. Um, yeah, so, um, so the 16th, I was watching TV with baby and she needed a bottle. So I went to make her a bottle and then I went to move my air fryer to the stove area so that I could give her a bath after she finished her bottle so I could put her down for bed because it was like 7.40 something. So around time for us to get some nighttime stuff going on. So 7.40 something, I get up, move the air fryer to the stove area. Mind you, I had not used the air fryer for the majority of the day. Um, It was cold. It was not warm. It was not nothing. Uh, I had also not used the stove all day. Like I, I was, you know, eating different things, put it in the microwave, you know, whatever. Um, so hadn't used either one of those things in an extremely long time. Let's go back to sit down with baby. 10 minutes passed. Had to be 10. Couldn't be more than 10. I'm like, so where I live, there's like, it's a lot that goes on in the area and there's a lot of restaurants near me, like two or three restaurants near me. So, and I live close to the like ground level. So you can pretty much hear, smell, like, you know, the smells of the food and everything like that. 
oh, not tonight, though. I was like, why does it smell like something is burning? I get up. My air fryer is in flames in my kitchen. I I could not, y'all. I could not make this up if I tried. I wish I was making it up. My air fryer is on flames. And believe it or not, everybody's like, well, what happened? Well, did you leave it on? Did you do this? Did you do that? I'm not an idiot. There was nothing on. Nothing was plugged in. Nothing was on. I have no idea how this fire started. Like, and this isn't even like, oh, we're going we're gonna to plead the fifth. No, I really have no idea how this started, y'all. Oh, my gosh. I've told this story so many times. And people and my friends are, like, looking at me crazy. And I'm like, I don't know why. And they're like, this don't sound good. Like, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what happened. So, <sighs> air fryer's on fire. I am trying to put the fire out because I'm like, this can't spread. My baby is here. I need it not to be smoky. I need it to be, I need to be able to handle this situation. Take two seconds to try to pull this thing. Apparently it was the eye that was had gotten turned on somehow. Swear to God, I didn't do it. And the, the, the air fryer was melting on the eye. Took it off. That's what caused the fire. Took it off. Part of it fell on the floor and was still on fire. I grabbed our fire, my fire extinguisher that I didn't remember that I had until after I had already tried a few other ways that won't be named to put this thing out. Oh, this is just so bad. Um, and yeah, I managed to put it out, burned the floor a little bit, um, got some melted wax and stuff, the plastic on the the stove top. Um, but yeah, I kind of grabbed my baby. She was like, covered her up, grabbed her, threw her in a stroller, pushed her away from, you know, everything that was going on and like kind of got out. <laughs> What's the, ain't nobody got time for that. I ran for my life. Like we had to get out of here. I was so like, <sighs> I'm usually pretty calm, cool and collected it kind of takes a lot to rattle me. Oh, sis was fucking rattled. I was rattled. I was on the phone with my mom. Like, like I don't know what to do. Like, I, yeah, this situation is just crazy. I've never experienced anything like that. Never experienced anything like that. And all I could think of was this cannot. And this is why I said it was a mommyhood moment. Because this is, had this happened to me by myself, it would be crazy. But, like, my baby can't tell me if something is wrong with her. She can't tell me if she can't breathe. Like, I can listen out for coughs, but I can't tell, you know. Had the smoke got into that point where it was affecting her and she was in the middle of it like that, I I can't, I can't decipher these things from her verbal explanation. Like, it makes it harder. And in my head, that, that was the one thing that I was like, yeah, I can't do that. So... Um, haven't been like trying to be back in my apartment been like staying with friends, just trying to air out, let it air out. Um, and then took my daughter to go stay with my mom. So, you know, it's just, everything is fine though. I came back, cleaned it up. There was no damage. Well, there was like a little burn mark, but on the floor, but that's it. Like everything else is fine. So other than like feeling absolutely like in confusion and not knowing what the hell happened in the first place i'm safe my baby's safe neither one of us had any like issues like none of us are breathing funny or have had any you know 
colored mucus or any difficulty breathing in the last ever since it happened you know we've been perfectly fine my baby's been perfect so yes um thank you in advance for anybody who is you know super concerned or super worried about us I appreciate it so much like I had to tell y'all like as soon as this happened I was like wait till these people hear this like what in the world is my life oh god yeah like anyway so I'm happy I'm safe like I'll deal with whatever the damage or whatever that is I do really miss my air fryer though because I had just figured out how to make these chicken tenders like super super bomb in there but it's okay I probably will get another one just be super cautious about it but yes I'm happy and safe happy that I'm safe happy that nothing more serious happened you know and yeah so Damn, I feel better. See, this is why you come to the bowl and you come to talk to people and you got to get things off your chest because I feel better. Like, I just feel better breaking that down for y'all and releasing it. Like, of course, there's going to be other other things that I like, you know, I'm going to have to deal with it in other ways. But for right now. I just feel good getting that off my chest. Like, great day. Didn't expect that. So, yes, that was what happened on Friday. And, yeah, mommyhood moment, Ashley moment. What the fuck is going on in my life moment? Um, and now we're going to move on and talk about, like, the real topic for this episode. This episode is about body count. And every time I say that, Jesse Reyes has a song called Body Count. And it's, the original is just her song. And it's a great song by itself. But on the remix, it's got Normani and Kehlani. And it's just so popping. It's a, it's a great song. Uh, so, Body Count, Body Count, Body Counts. That awkward conversation that you have to have somebody probably before you have sex. Maybe after. Who knows? At some point in most relationships, entanglements, situationships, all of the above, it'll come up. And to me, there are a few ways that the situation can go down based on whether each individual is taking on a different role in this. So I feel like if you're a man or a woman, or if you're on either side, man, woman, whatever, there's either three ways you can take this approach to answering this question, right? So if you are a woman, there are three ways. And if you are a man, there are three ways. The only reason I'm separating them gender-wise is because there's other reasons that relate to the gender and sex and like normalizing sexual activity with people and not slut shame all of that stuff yeah so that's why if you're a woman there's three responses and if you're a man there's three responses just roll with me so body counts hey how many guys have you had sex with or oh my god how many girls have you had sex with i just want to know <laughs> famous famous words what's the next line they come as soon as somebody asks you how many people have you had sex with? The usual next phrase is one, I'm not gonna be mad. <laughs> Two, 
you could tell me the truth or three it don't even matter i'm just asking all three of these are lies they are all lies first of all sheesh but okay so if you are we'll go with women first ladies first so if you are a woman your three options are you can be the liar you can be honest or you can deflect or plead the fifth those are your three so I said liar first, liar. So usually if you're the female in this situation and or you identify as female in this situation, any any of these options match. If you are the female person, individual in this situation and you lie, you are more often than not shaving off one to 60 people off your, depending on what your real number is, your range of what could be deleted off that list is like huge. Like if you only had sex with six people, but you know, you could bring it down to three. If you only had sex with 12 people, you could bring it down to eight, 42, bring it down to seven. I don't know, whatever numbers you want to use to, you know, feel good and confident with the number that you lying about, go for it do what you want to do you know it's up to you now if you want to be honest so the honest woman is usually like you know i i have sex with this many people it is what it is you know you know whatever um nothing wrong with being the honest woman and just saying what you want to say it shows a level of confidence maturity sexual freedom all these things that is so admirable and be the honest woman as much as you possibly can you could be a liar too it's up to you it's whoever you want to be but i think the freedom and the power that comes in being the honest woman is very 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 it's something that that can be admired it's something to be admired um now the third person is usually the person that deflects or just doesn't really care and won't answer the question now, the reason why this person is included is because they usually don't care enough what you think and they are powerful in what they have done. So it's kind of like a combination of the liar and the honest person because I don't care to be honest with you about, I can be honest with you about my number. It doesn't really matter to me. But why does it matter to you? Like, why? So that's a third female version of this and you'll see why there's a little bit of a split when i get to the the male aspect of it so if you are a man in this situation male identifies the male in this situation it kind of changes to where you're you're no longer just basing it off of what action you take as in you lie tell the truth or whatever it kind of takes on the actual numbers that you have. So I'm going to come full circle circle with this piece. So basically what, if you're a man, your answer to me, in my opinion, we know this is all just my thoughts and, and shits and giggles. It is based on your actual number that determines how you respond to the situation. So if you are somebody who honestly has, I can't even think. All right, let's say you 
are a dude and you've slept with 23 women. Let's just pick that random number, 23. If you've slept with 23 women and you feel good about that number, then you'll say, yeah, I slept with 23 women. Boom. And also, something very important here is to mention that you could be giving this answer to a man or a woman. Like, somebody, I don't know why anybody's male friends or, like, I I know me and my girlfriends have this how many conversations sometimes. I don't even know why we do it, but it's just what we do. But I don't know if guys, guys, do y'all ask each other this question? Like, has any other of your male friends ever said, hey, yo, how many, how many girls you smash? Like, just give me a ballpark figure. Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. So if you're comfortable with that number of 23 and you don't feel like it's too high or it's too low, you're just going to be honest about 23 because it's like, whatever. But if you are insecure about 23 23 can shoot up to 73 super fast now we're in that range where you're either adding people or you know but you're doing it based on the number not necessarily you know you care less about the woman's reaction to the number than you do about what the number shows about you this is one of the biggest differences in my opinion about this breakdown of body count because if a man says I've slept with 23 people and the woman is like oh my god 23 people that's such a that's a lot he don't care he don't care like I do not think that he cares anyway okay so number three (laughs) number three so number one was the person with the like you're confident in your number you think it's fine you have no no issue saying it second person is the person who's not so confident like the number is low and you either feel ashamed of it or whatever and the third person is I really don't care it's the same as the female like I I could tell you I'm not ashamed of it but it really what what are we going to solve here so the difference and I kind of just got into it is that women and how we say our number, react to our number, use our number is usually based a lot on the reaction of the person that we're speaking to. I've literally at different points in my life probably told different men different things just to get a reaction out of them depending on how much I cared about their response. Like if I really don't care to have sex with you or move forward in any way, shape or form and we're just talking, how many people have you had sex with? Oh, three just three um and then I'll make up some like astronomical number just to see what the other person says like oh 75 or 90 you know something like that just to see what the reaction is gonna be because that's what that's how we kind of handle body count essentially like is he going to think X, Y, and Z about me if my number if my number is two, is he gonna think, oh, she like close to being a virgin? Like, oh my gosh, like it's only a little bit tainted. Like I can I can marry her and you know, like ugh, ugh that makes my head hurt thinking about that. Or if your number is higher up, oh she nasty, she a freak, or oh she a hoe, or oh whatever. 
those numbers really don't have shit to do with us as people. And they don't really have anything to do with how we feel at all. Even when me and my girlfriends talk about it, it's like, oh, girl, okay, I see you. I see you. Wow. Or, hey, okay, no worries. You and these are not, these are like, aren't it, it, it's like it's a range. It really is a range. And it's like, no judgment, no, nobody feels the need to like hide anything or make up a, a fake number just because they don't want to, it's, it's your girls. It's just different. Let us have been talking to a dude. I'm sure the situation may have been different just because it's, it has a lot to do with that outside piece and it, it's not even us at all, which is so stupid. Meanwhile, dudes are like, it's for the outside people. It's for the image. It's for the, it's for the everything else. It's very normalized for men to have slept with multiples of women more than women have slept with men. Meaning if sis slept with six people, him sleeping with seven times that is perfectly fine. Like in all three of these examples per like gender, the only person that's really right here is the why does it matter? Like don't ask me because honestly, I don't care how many people you slept with. And you probably shouldn't care how many people I slept with. As long as we've had a clear sexual health conversation, of course, making sure that, you know, we're having being in honest communication about those things. But I can (laughs) never mind. Well, yes. Numbers have nothing to do with performance. Ding, 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 ding. Like nothing, like nothing, like there are people who have had who have never had sex and just naturally gifted. No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like there are people who have have had sex with like two people and like they could have sex with somebody and they would never know. Like your body count does not equal performance. I will say having sex with a good amount of people for women from personal experience not even a good amount, but like more than not even, you know what, being communicative about your sexual experiences and having sex, sexual experiences with different people helps you to understand what you want from a sexual experience, what you need to be pleased, what you, you know, it really helps to be able to experience different things. Like when they ask somebody, oh, you want to be with one and they always ask women this when women get married and are virgins oh my god you don't even know if he's gonna be the best or you don't even know what it's like you've never had sex with him and i agree though like i agree that you know that and no, no shade to nobody who like has decided to do that and has um gotten married before having sex and all of these things i think it's beautiful and i think it's your life and you get to decide how to do it me, I have <laughs> learned that through talking to people about sex and having different sexual experiences that it took me a while to be able to understand what I liked as a woman. 
And I think that every woman deserves that experience because sex should be enjoyable for both parties. End of story. Like both of y'all should be enjoying sex with each other, no matter how many people y'all had sex with in the past. It really does not matter. Like body count literally, ugh. If somebody asked me today how many people I had sex with, I'd be like the same amount as like your mom or something. Not like that's rude, but like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. My answer would probably be why do you think that has an impact on how our sex is going to be? And I probably, um, I don't know. Like that's just, it doesn't matter to me. Number of people does not have an impact on the type of sex or how the quality of sex that you will have. There is no bearing at all because there's a lot of things that you can. Okay, never mind. But like you can figure out what you like and what you don't like without having sex with a whole bunch of people. And you can figure it out by having sex with a whole bunch of people. It's just up to you and what you want for yourself is your sexual experiences. These are your sexual experiences, which means these are your decisions to make. Now, if somebody asks you who, how many people you have sex with and you want to answer, go ahead. Knock yourself out. But answer in an empowered way if you want to share that information and be completely aware that this is your decision to share this thing about you. Women, what we share, whatever number we share, whether we do or don't, yeah. I don't know any person that somebody was turned off once they heard the number of people they had sex with. Like, it's pointless. Like, it, why are you asking me if you still going to do it anyway? I was, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's, there's nothing there. I think we should just do it with this whole body count concept. I think, you know, other than fruitful, laughing, joking, girl chat conversations, I, I don't even... Were your sexual partners in your past healthy? Do you have any previous sexual experiences that we need to discuss? You know, when was the last time you were tested? You know, these are conversations. What are some of your no's? What are your hard no's? What's your safe word? All of these things. That's healthy sexual conversation. Please don't come and ask me how many people I had sex with. And it's not even like... I could have had sex with two people. And that, that'd be it. And I still wouldn't want to tell nobody. Because it's my business. What well, Auntie Tom say? Because that's your business. That's your business. How many people you have sex with? And leave it at that. And that's just like anything else that's your business. You don't have to share. If you don't want to. <laughs> Coming back to this whole theme of doing what you want. And being powerful. And telling people what you want to tell. You don't have to share everything. And that goes for millions of different topics you don't have to tell anybody how many people you've had sex with but if you want to don't don't feel bad about it and be honest if you feel like you have to lie there may be something there either on your end or a reason you don't need to be having sex with this person because if you can't be honest with them about how many people you've had sex with you probably can't be honest with them about other previous sexual experiences and that's not good health related or not you know so let's think hard continue to wrap it up just protect yourselves by any means possible and don't ask nobody how many people they have sex with like 
this 2020, like, yeah, like, mm-mm, that's trash. We're going to let that go. We're leaving that. <laughs> we going to leave that somewhere. We're not doing that no more. Mm-mm. Don't ask nobody how many people they've had sex with. Just make sure that you can tell them the way that you want them to have sex with you. That that seems like better conversation. That seems like better time invested in an outcome. Okay? Yeah, I mean, that's it for me in terms of body count. I, It's the expectations. It's the insecurities. It's the judgments. It's the... It's the only, it's the all of it. Like, you know what number I want to know. So, uh, what's your credit score? <laughs> like, <laughs> I could care less <laughs> about how many people you've had sex with. As long as you're healthy and like, you know, you know, whatever. And then let's talk about your credit score. Let's talk about your love languages. Let's talk about let's talk about the number of vacations you're trying to take next year. As soon as Trump's America isn't Trump's America no more. Let's talk about that. Like, what? Yeah, don't do that. Move forward. We're not talking about body count. So, yeah, I hope you guys have lots of juicy ideas and questions and details about this episode. I would love to answer any of them. Um, You guys can put the comments that you may have into the comments. And I hope you guys have a great week. I'm going to just, yeah, I'm going to take it easy this week. (laughs) I am going to take it easy. Then last week was ended a little crazy for me. So I'm going to take it easy in the beginning of the week. And then, you know, I'll see y'all next week. We are definitely going to hit on baby registries next week because I have a, like, there's so many people that are pregnant around me and I like, I got to get this off my chest. Cause like, yeah. So we'll get into that next week. Be back with our FUBU facts as per usual for us, about us. And I will see y'all back at the bowl next week. Y'all can see I really needed this. Yeah. I love you guys. And I wish you all a very fruitful and engaging week with yourselves. Like talk to yourself, listen to your body, listen to your mind, take time when you need time. Yeah, you only get one you. We can't get you back. So love you. Bye.